This perfection, guilt, I'm not good enough cycle will get you nowhere good on your parenting path. How can you support your child from this space? How can you provide resources to them and presence and wisdom? When you are having these kinds of thoughts about yourself, how can anyone live up to that expectation or function while learning something new under the pressure to never, ever make a mistake? Welcome to the Transformative Parenting Podcast. Mindset-based communication and leadership advice for highly capable, super smart parents. Because when you change the way you think about your kids, you actually change the way your kids think. I'm your host, Paula Kaywall. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode eight of the podcast in which we are going to talk about the idea of parenting as a practice. But before we dive in, I'd like to remind you guys, if you are enjoying this podcast, to please subscribe. And if you really think this episode gave you some value and gave you something to think about that really kind of changed your perspective about things, head on over to uh, Apple Podcasts and give it a five-star review. I will Just thank you, thank you, thank you so much for doing that. Okay, so let's get back to what we're talking about, parenting as a practice. What do I mean by that? Well, first, let's take a look at the word practice. I got curious about this word. I mean, have you ever wondered why when you go to the doctor, they call that a medical practice? It got me thinking about this term that's used that most of us don't pay a whole lot of attention to. The word practice in this sense comes from the older Greek word prasine, which means to pass through. In reference to skills or occupations, it refers to people whose knowledge is derived from practice rather than theory. And I thought, if doctors can practice medicine... Why do we have such a hard time allowing ourselves to practice parenting? Why do we feel like this is going to somehow come out perfect right out of the gate? I know a lot of parents who have this little perfection piece, and I was definitely one of them. And this is when it struck me that my approach to parenting was a lot like how I first approached writing. When I first started writing, I would wait for inspiration to strike me, and then I would write. I was expecting everything I wrote to come out fully formed and ready to be seen by the world. Not surprisingly, I didn't make much progress writing that way. I actually shut down my own creativity a lot because I didn't understand the process. I then decided to give myself a time to write every day in which I would pull out this perfectly formed masterpiece and will it onto the page because I realized that waiting for inspiration to strike is somewhat impractical because who knows when and how that happens, right? So then I decided, oh, let's give it a time frame so it can strike regularly. You know what happened next? I got nothing at all while I was in that mindset. 
It wasn't until I learned to sit down every day and just start writing whatever was on my mind and get curious as to what it might turn into that the magical seeds of future content were planted and began to grow. It didn't come out perfectly formed. It didn't come out in one long sequential piece. It unfolded a bit here and a bit there, showing tantalizing glimpses of something under the surface. Strategy didn't do it. My force of will didn't do it. And believe me, I tried. The creative process for me is not linear. It can't be held on to tightly and struggled into existence. It's messy and it needs space to breathe and grow but that growth will be steady and productive when it's given the right environment. We tend to approach parenting similarly to the way writers without a writing practice will approach writing. We attempt to coax from ourselves something perfectly formed, straight out of our head, out of the box, ready to employ each and every time. And like writing... Learning parenting skills is a trying and tweaking process of refinement that builds a real tool, and it really, really helps if you can get curious about what your interaction is with your child, how you're using this tool, and allow it to unfold. This is why it is important to know whether or not you parent from a place of seeking perfection or you have a parenting practice where you allow yourself that space and that repetition and that curiosity and you allow yourself to learn how to do this. The energy is very different in each of these places and the pressure to get it right can actually shut down your ability to learn how to use parenting techniques. And this is something that many of us do to ourselves. We just kind of think we have to get this right, that there's so much writing on it if we don't get it right the first time. And that, my friend, is not true. Parenting for perfection is what most of us do when we learn or encounter or try to enact a new modality of parenting. We learn a bunch of strategies that we can throw at the parenting situations in our lives, expecting it to come out of us perfectly formed and timed this is an important piece here, to all the right situations. And we beat the living shit out of ourselves each time we fail to live up to this perfect parenting expectation. And what this creates is an energetic leaning out as far as we can from the experience. And who would blame you? Because who likes getting clocked by a two by four by one badass of an inner critic every time you screw up while you're learning something new with your parenting? We get so patterned by this that eventually we just want to learn tactics and gimmicks as fast as we can. So we can put it out there to trick that inner critic bastard into thinking we know what we are doing. This cycle makes it impossible to really trust ourselves to be nice while we learn. Perfection isn't needed because parenting isn't something that when we get it right, we automatically magically have all the answers to everything. The underlying lie that our ego tells us is if we can get this parenting thing perfect, 
everything will work out the way we want. And we won't have to worry about our kids struggling. And this is connected to an even deeper belief that our kids are delicate and that it is our job to be perfect to protect them from the bad experiences of life. We don't need to wrap our kids in bubble wrap. We are not going to scar them for life while we learn to parent. They are far more resilient than that. And if we learn the tools we need to create a parenting practice, we'll be able to pass those same tools and skills to them. And this makes us more accepting of their learning process and less critical of them as they try new things. Parenting as a practice is a way of life. Parenting shifts from something you do to something you are. Have you noticed parenting, the way that we use it in society, is a verb? That's a doing, not a being. We have taken the entire act and we have made it a doing. It's something we do to our kids. We parent them. When you start on the road to being a parent instead of doing parenting, you change on all levels. First you learn it yourself, then you live it, then you teach it to your kids. When we parent to be perfect rather than present, we are trying to enact a technique or strategy, but we are not able to respond to what is happening in our environment because we're too mired in our own minds trying to figure things out to be able to move. When we make a misstep, we raise the pressure even further for the next time. And this begins a very negative cycle of having enormous expectations of ourselves and allowing very little room for learning. And this energy and way of interacting with ourselves also becomes how, to an extent, we treat our kids. We are people who love our children with all of our hearts while simultaneously beating ourselves over the head with a hammer because it's the only thing we know how to do. So how do we stop ourselves? I'm going to start by taking the perfection piece out of it and that hammer you use to whack the living shit out of yourself along with it. This perfection, guilt, I'm not good enough cycle will get you nowhere good on your parenting path. How can you support your child from this space? How can you provide resources to them and presence and wisdom when you are having these kinds of thoughts about yourself how can anyone live up to that expectation or function while learning something new under the pressure to never, ever make a mistake? We stop focusing on being perfect parents and instead focus on parenting as something we show up and do every day. And this takes the pressure off of you to be perfect and allows you to be present. Parenting as a practice is a simple idea that you will parent by showing up, being present, offering yourself in that space of being, rather, and it is a little slice of heaven in the mind space of a parent. It allows for mess, it allows for chaos, it provides a place for something to emerge. And that something is relationship, true relationship with your child. Because you do it as you are. 
not how you are projecting yourself to be. And there is a world of difference between these two things for most people, especially for people who are too smart and too driven to ever allow themselves to get it wrong. There's armor there. And you're going to show up without your armor. There's something freeing about the idea of just showing up to practice, of not trying to push or create or do anything really, of just interacting with whatever is there. This is the gold we mine for, the time we spend completely at ease without our egos experiencing ourselves and our children. And this is the time magic happens in life, in business, in art, with people, and definitely in parenting. When I think of showing up in my parenting as a performer hitting measures, it literally makes me sick. It calls into question every decision I've ever made regarding to parenting, and it sends me packing my bags to escape or to hand my children off to someone who can handle them and be done with it. That pressure is bullshit. Whenever I think of it from practice from interacting with my kids, from the energy of play. Holy shit, now I'm in the zone. I'm playing with my practice. I'm experimenting and putting stuff out there. This is wonderful energy and it's full of possibilities. The other space is shut down and tight. Just feel it. You'll feel it in your gut. Your entire being will tighten up. It feels incongruent with where I need to be, where I need to go. And this is important energetic knowledge. The place of play is where we need to stay in order to actually get things done. This is the energy that carries us over into creating and allows us to spill forth into authentic parenting without even noticing it. Giving up the idea of perfection in parenting scared the living shit out of me because I believed my own lies that I could have control following that path. And control is not something the sticky little hands of our ego ever wants to let go of. When you start parenting as a practice, you will do it scared because you're letting go and trusting your own inner wisdom as a parent. Letting go of the tight grip of that false sense of control is super scary. I was scared through every step of this process and was perhaps the most scared of letting go of the power struggle I was mired in than I was at any other time in my life, despite being sure, sure it was the right thing to do. It was still scary. Parenting as a practice, doing it scared, Trusting that your child will step up and take the wheel and not let the car crash. Supporting from behind, leading through mindset, teaching self-observation, leaving them with the control when you exert pressure, teaching them the power of decision. These are all the very first steps. The beauty of seeing your perfection piece and how it operates is really hard to explain. There's an ineptness and a realness and a rawness, the love of and the desire to open your entire world, the entire world to your offspring is just fantastic. 
It's so ripe, it's palpable, you can taste it. I was a person for whom my whole world had been shaped from my sheer force of will. But these children that I had formed from materials of my own flesh refused to be molded in the way I wanted. These children resisted that powerful force that had cleared obstacles from my path for my entire life. Nothing, I mean nothing else, has ever done this to me. Everything else has bowed before the force of my energy and will. Or I moved around the obstacle like water and left it behind. Could not, would not, however, leave my own children behind. And the pressure I exerted on myself and my children eventually made me find another way. It made me wonder, what strength must these kids possess to buck such a tide as all that? What gifts must they be called to manifest to resist so soundly so they can manifest what is in their inner being? What must they be called to have? that they engage so soundly with such formidable energy. And I'll say it wasn't just me, it was also my husband. Truly, these kids have some big things to accomplish in the world. And when they no longer had to use their energy to fight me off or fight themselves, they were able to put it toward what will work for them. This is the game we play with ourselves and others. It's the mindfuck game. When we learn not to play that game, we become so much more as a family. Our relationships are richer and deeper and more rewarding and more authentic and more respectful. Highly capable parents, entrepreneurs, or academics tend to think only in terms through which they've had success initially. Parents who are academics devalue experiences often outside of academics. And there are so many other experiences. Kids need to be the ones to inform those experiences out of what is happening in their lives and the relationship with themselves. And that's why they need to be in the driver's seat. They need to experience themselves. And if we're shaping that experience too much, they don't get to have that interaction. Our biggest jobs as parents is to help guide the relationship with themselves, help them become self-observant and understand themselves. And this is why we need a parenting practice, not parenting perfection. This is why when you start on this road, you change on all levels. Learn it, live it, teach it to your kids. Develop a parenting practice and change everything. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode on developing a parenting practice. And if you liked it, please, please, please go give it a five-star review if you're so inclined and subscribe to the podcast. That's all for this week. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Transformative Parenting Podcast. If you'd like to go deeper than you've ever gone, to become the leader your child needs, head on over to www.makeyourparentingeffective.com to learn how.